Bill Simpson here, and this is episode 15 of Drive Time Devotionals, a podcast of 10-minute Bible teachings to help you grow in your faith by staying firmly connected to our Lord Jesus. We've been exploring the Kingdom Come Prayer found in the first chapter of Ephesians. This prayer is about asking the Father to give you His spirit of wisdom and revelation, or spiritual insights, so your heart's eyes will be enlightened by His truth. We've learned that by asking for His Spirit, we can know the hope that is ours in Christ and the inheritance that we will receive. Now let's consider the third result of this unprecedented prayer request. Listen to the full prayer again. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. At this point in his praying, the Apostle Paul seems to have been overcome with the splendor of the majesty that is ours in Christ. It's as if there weren't enough words for him to properly describe the benefits for us in asking the Father to give us his Spirit. The third result in its entirety is found in verses 19 through 23, that we may know what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. What a gigantic truth. It's so big that the Spirit led Paul to use four different words for power. A very literal translation of the phrase is, What is the infinite mega power toward us according to the energy of his great strength that he forced in Christ? What message is God trying to convey to us? He doesn't want us to just know His power that is available to us. He wants us to know how immeasurably great His power is. He wants us to understand that His power is exceedingly, incomparably, incredibly, and surpassingly great. The Greek word for great is mega. God wants you to know how infinitely mega powerful He is and that His power is ready to be used in your life. As you and I get to know God more intimately and trust Him more faithfully, we'll also understand more of the magnitude of His limitless power that is ready and waiting to be used on our behalf. He tells us that it's the very same power that God flexed when He raised Jesus from the dead and put Him in the place of ultimate authority. This lofty passage helps us to better understand that it took God's unlimited energy to bring about the resurrection of Jesus. It wasn't that the Father could just snap his fingers and make Jesus alive again. God was conquering sin and death for millions of people. He overcame Satan and all of his demons. Yes, those demons are real, just like you, me, and Jesus are real. This passage helps us to understand the fullness and the magnitude of the power of God that was required to bring the Lamb of God back to life. We should be able to appreciate the resurrection of Jesus better as we ask God to give us his Spirit so that we can more fully comprehend His power. 
You can be set free from fears about wars and terrorism, school shootings, car accidents, and political scandals by focusing on the reality of God's power and Jesus' authority. Jesus controls all that happens in the seen world and the unseen world. You don't have to worry about demons or Satan or their influence over you. But if you find yourself worrying about evil and the evil one, ask your loving Heavenly Father to give you his spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you can be assured of his absolute reign. We need God's help through his spirit to keep those truths in the forefront of our cerebral matter. Some followers of Jesus have been misled to believe that because of his authority and power, they can be delivered from persecution and poverty. That is a terrible lie from the pit of hell, and it smells like smoke. Having the fullness of God's incredible power available to you does not mean you won't face hardship, sickness, and financial challenges. It does not mean you will never be made fun of for your faith. Having his power doesn't mean you will not face danger or terminal illness. Let's face it. We all have to die one way or another. Jesus' people have been facing persecution, martyrdom, enslavement, and other hardships in life since his church was birthed in Jerusalem about 2,000 years ago. Remember, it was John's faithful brother James, one of the inner three of Peter, James, and John, who was murdered for his faith in Christ. This is found in Acts chapter 12. Before him, one of the first deacons, Stephen, was stoned to death from Acts chapter 7. Can you imagine having a crowd throw rocks at you until you die? Was God not powerful enough to stop either of these murders? We all know that answer. But we can find ourselves really confused at times, especially when very bad things happen to really good people. What makes it even tougher is when a non-believing friend or coworker asks you why God let such a senseless tragedy happen at all. That's just a tough question to answer. God is always restraining evil, restraining the darkness of Satan and his kingdom. And he's restraining the evil that is part of our very selfish human nature. He doesn't want any of the evil to happen, but he has created a world of choice. And it is our choices that open the way for all kinds of evil. You see, there are two kingdoms in this world. There is the dark kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of light ruled by Jesus. Every single human being is either in one domain or the other. Those of us who have been called out of the darkness and into the kingdom of light and life are so blessed and privileged. We are protected by God's power to be his people in a dark and dying world. We have his power working within us so that we can say no to every temptation and yes to living in Jesus' rightness. We have God's power so that we can overcome everything this world and the evil one throws at us. We even have the power to be able to give up our life in order to stand in steadfast devotion to Jesus. Believers in persecuted countries do it every day. Did you know followers of Christ are being persecuted and murdered every day because they belong to him? We must accept the reality of how evil our world actually is. God's power to help us is essential to us living the abundant life Jesus promised. By abundance, he certainly was not referring to possessions, safety, and health. Jesus gives us the abundant life of knowing his Father as our Father and belonging to him as his most treasured possession. The abundant life is kingdom life, and that life is fueled through our kingdom come praying. Let's get very practical with how the availability of God's power works in our lives. Let's say a believing friend of yours has an addiction to pornography, or maybe they're dealing with strong feelings towards the same sex, or maybe they're thinking about committing adultery or even suicide. 
One of the best things you can do, if not the very best, is to intercede for them. Pray this kingdom come prayer for them and keep on praying and keep on interceding for them until they are overcoming this temptation consistently. You will ask your glorious father to give them his wise and revealing spirit to shine in this dark place in their heart so that they can experience his power to resist the temptation each time it comes. Pray that the spirit will show them how God's power is available to them to not only resist the temptations, but to suppress even the thought of such an act. What they need is the power of God working in their life so that his energy replaces their weakness to this sin. They need the Spirit to reveal to them how evil these desires are, bringing light into their dark thinking, so that they can know the power of Christ to overcome. We all need God's power. We need to know that His power is available to us every time we call out to Him. We need to know that God is working in and through us with His power, even when we can't see what He is doing. We need to know that He's working when we don't think He is. We need His power to be able to wait on Him. We can know all that we need to know about God's power in our lives by asking Him to give us His all-knowing Spirit. Putting this prayer in a little simpler language may be helpful for you to own it. Try praying like this. I ask you, glorious Father of my Lord Jesus Christ, to give me your Spirit who has all wisdom and all revelation to help me know you more fully, having my heart flooded with your light so that I might know what is the hope of your calling so that I might know what are the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints, and so I will know what is the immeasurable greatness of your power toward us who believe. Start praying that kind of prayer. Make it your own. Change the words so that you can own it better. God will answer this kind of praying every time. It is His will because it is His word. You can bet your soul on that. Now until next time. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible.